perfect spice choices for healthy food is important to manage chronic diseases. We have focused on a specific line of spices that can really fit your diabetic lifestyle. Our spice flavors are a game changer. We have created unique blends of all-purpose seasonings that are salt-free, gluten-free, with no additives and preservatives, great for chronic conditions like high blood pressure, obesity, and heart disease. These spices contain antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal properties, and improve digestive function and metabolism. Choose Diabetic Cuisine Spices for your family to feel more safe, confident, and support healthy aging. Welcome to another episode of Transparency Talks Podcast. I am your girl, Butterby Rocka. Listen, today we have a very special guest. Her name is Angela Durant. She is a brand specialist, the founder of Be Brilliant Movement, and Cheap Escape Artist. Hello, Miss Angela. How are you? Hello, hello. So excited to be here with you. So I want to just dive right in and address the elephant in the room. You are called the Chief Escape Artist. Can you tell everybody why they gave you that name? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm an escape. I'm the Chief Escape Artist because I help people escape the stories that have them stuck. I help them escape the beliefs that are limiting them, and I help them escape the environments that want them to play small. When we work together, I help them, you know, tap into the magic that they possess so that they show up really brilliantly, both in business and in life. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for giving us that explanation. So can you give everybody a little bit of brief history about yourself? Sure, absolutely. Uh, my background is actually from hospitality. I worked for some of the largest brands in the world for almost 30 years. So I worked for, you know, <laughs> the Hiltons, the Hyatts, the Marriott's, you name it. Um, and for the majority of the time, I was a hotel general manager. Then I was also um, a director of sales. And then I did regional training for the hotels before I transitioned into becoming an entrepreneur full time. Okay, so your your background is hospitality. Mm -hmm. What made you pivot into brand specialist, be brilliant, your be brilliant movement? Yeah, that's yeah, big, that's a big jump. It's a huge jump. It was a huge jump, and it was a long time coming because hospitality, as you probably know, is a twenty four hour, seven day a week career, right? Um, and so. I actually worked at a, at a company and I was working for a boss who um, was very challenging. <laughs> um, prior to that, I loved what I did. I loved the work I was doing. Every day was different. Um, but then I started working for someone who um, I thought I could work for anybody, but it was a challenge working for him. And long story short, he ended up, he ended up firing me. And the time that we worked together was very difficult. I remember pulling alongside of the road one day, like in tears, because I didn't want to go into the job anymore. Um, and then, you know, fast forward a couple of weeks, he ends up letting me go. And it was in that moment that I realized that I had put all my eggs in that basket, that I had, um, you know, worked really hard thought that that was my family. I thought I'd be there for a really long time. And, you know, in that moment, I realized that I never wanted to be in a position where anyone had control over my fate or my finances, whether I could pay my mortgage or my car note. Um, and uh, what ended up happening was 12 days later, an even larger hotel company pursued me and hired me. And I realized that um, I hadn't become an entrepreneur per se in that moment, 
Um, but the entrepreneurial spirit was was born. I never wanted to be in that position ever again that um, I let anybody be in control of who I was. And I, and I think up until that point, I really didn't value who I was and what I had to offer um, either another hotel company or what I could offer in, within my own company. Um, so I continued to work in hospitality after that, but m- my perspective and the way that I approached the job was different. I was more of an entrepreneur um, <laughs> uh, after that point. Uh, and then in one of the last hotels that I worked, I overheard some commotion coming out of one of my team members' offices. She was a director of sales. And um, I, I, I went to go see what's going on and learned that she had written a children's book. And I said, I didn't even know she was a director of sales. I said, I didn't even know you were an author. She said, well, I like sales and she's competent in sales, but she really loved writing and children's books were her thing, right? Um, And then there was my assistant general manager who um, on nights and weekends loved to do um, event planning. And she would do events for us within the hotel and do an amazing job. Like she would take something that was just, and then somebody would give her a book or an image of something and she would just create something phenomenal. And what I noticed was that um, I had this epiphany on my way home from that job. And I noticed that everybody has something really special. There were all these people around me that were working in these jobs where they were competent in it, but they were amazing in these other areas. Um, and then I thought about um, Sermon on the Mount where um Scripture tells us that light should never be hidden, that nobody lights a candle and hides it under a basket or a bushel, but they place it on a stand so that everybody in the house can see it. Um, And through that, the Be Brilliant movement was born. Um, I was always fascinated by the psychology of why people buy um, and branding. the, The way that we build brands has a lot to do with that. Um, And so that's how I started to transition into branding and really helping people who were competent and what they who who were passionate about something else really build something beautiful that they loved. Um, And so that's how the Be Brilliant movement was born. Wow. Okay, that's that's an awesome story. So I'm assuming that your first two clients was your event coordinator and the, the author, right? Oh, that's so funny. No, no, they weren't my first two clients, but the event coordinator now works on my team. So okay. With all my live events, because she's amazing. <laughs> and the um, children's book author, she now does her business um, full time, I believe now. But no, my first my first clients were people who were, were really ready to step into the next chapters of their lives. You know, there are women who had done kind of slayed the game where they were in corporate America or in education and decided that they were ready to step into me- more meaningful work. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to do something. Um, they felt like they had already you know, made the six figures. They did all of that. They poured their life into their career. And then they were ready to do something Um, where they felt like they could make a really significant impact in the lives of other people. We taking another pause for the cause. This your girl, Butter B. Rock, the Transparency Talks Podcast. This is Law for Players with La La La.
Now you attended Wharton School of Business. Yes. Was that majoring in in branding and social media? No, no, I wasn't introduced into to branding until many years later. And it's so interesting because <clears throat> now looking back, like I believe that nothing gets wasted, right? Mm -hmm. You might know, well, you spent almost 30 years in hospitality and now you're you're doing, you know, branding. But what I find is that, and I find it with my clients too, that nothing gets wasted, that we get to leverage all that we learn. Now, I took marketing when I was at Wharton and I loved it. I thought it was really interesting how cultures buy and what people see and perceive and what the differences are. Um, but, you know, going into the business that I'm in now, I'm able to leverage the leadership, the sales and marketing from hospitality, the customer service. Mm -hmm. um, all of that into um, branding. My branding education uh, has really come from some powerhouses in the branding industry, uh, such as Marty Newmeyer, who's written several books around branding. I'm a student of his, and we're actually working on a project now. Um, a group of our students are working on a project now for Johnson & Johnson's baby product line, which is a global brand. Right. Um, but yeah, so I just, I, I kind of fell into it um, and I loved it. I loved all that it um, stands for. And I, I really understood that branding is more than colors and a logo. Uh, it was really fascinated by the value that can be brought to a company's bottom line with branding. Okay. So on your site, you stated that people really need, um, I'm sorry, the people who really need you aren't buying for one or three reasons. Can you tell us what those three reasons are? Yeah, there's a lot of different reasons that people who need us sometimes are, aren't buying. Um, one of which is, the, is clarity, right? I always say that clarity is queen, that sometimes your message just really isn't clear. Um, the other one is confidence. A lot of times um, I find that women who really have it together, who are really smart and very sharp, mm -hmm. sometimes struggle with confidence. Um, last year I was asked to um, do some executive coaching at Women in Tech that was sponsored by Microsoft. And um, and there was private rooms that were set up. And one by one, as the women came into the room, and I was so excited to talk to them because they were amazing women, just brilliant women. But, but in the confines of a private conversation, each one of them pretty much said the same thing. And that was that they suffered from um, imposter syndrome. Right. They didn't they weren't sure that they were really as good as they thought they were. Right. Mm. That they questioned their ability. And I was and I would say, are you kidding me? Like you're the best and the brightest there is. Right. But they were they still had those feelings inside. Um, and so that's why when we talk about building brands, we talk about building brands from the inside out, that the, your brand should be a reflection of who you are, what you stand for on the inside and then that should dictate how you show up on the outside mm -hmm. okay so you had also mentioned that people be pursuing the wrong people what do you mean by that who should who should one pursue yeah so that's so interesting that you should ask that because a lot of times when when someone comes to me and they they, they want branding work done i'll say so tell me a little bit about who do you serve? Like, who are your who are your customers, right? And they'll say, "Well, what I have, like everybody, right? I can help every, I can help everybody, right?" And that might be true. Like, maybe you can help just about everybody, but who are you specifically designed to help? And and that clarity is important because not everybody is your customer, right? Um, and I'm sure, like for you, you have a special tribe that loves your work and follows what you do. And they show up every time you release an episode, right? Right. Um, and those are the people that you really create your work for. And so when I work with my clients, that's what we really want to drill down to so that they understand that they're not chasing after the wrong people or wasting their time, um, but they're attracting the people who they're uniquely designed to help. Okay. And why is it important to have a clear understanding of who you are? Oh, because that's what branding is really about, right? It's really about, um, I, I like to say that meaning is the new marketing, mm -hmm. right? Um, that people don't really care about the superficial stuff anymore. Right. They care about authenticity. They care about getting to know the real person. They want to know why you're in business outside of just making money 
you know, um, always ask people, you know, these three powerful questions like, who are you? What do you do? And why does that matter? Right. There's so many people who have podcasts, right? There's so many people who are coaches or consultants out there. And now more than ever, as a result of the pandemic, right? Right. So why do we need another, you know, podcast host or another coach, right? Well, when you show up, you're fired. Right. You're not the same as everybody else. Right. And for your audience, many times they're looking and they know like they'll say, oh, no, this this podcast isn't for me. But this one over here, this is where I want to I want to be. And I don't want to miss an episode because I feel like she understands me and she's speaking directly to me. So that's why it's really clear, because until you know who you are, it's really hard to serve at the highest level that you can Um, because if you don't know who you are you're really not going to shine like we always talk about being brilliant right we really want you to operate in your zone of genius Um, Steve Jobs says that um, nobody is any smarter than you right Mm -hmm. but I added to that that nobody's any smarter than you in your zone of genius right Mm -hmm. Um, that's where you you're like a category of one and so when you know that you're more confident, right? You walk into the room with more power. I always say that every woman should have a theme song, right? <laughs> when you're about to take the stage that you should have a theme song that plays in your mind, right? For me, it's like bad mama jamma. She's a bad mama jamma or brick house, right? <laughs> when I'm about to take the stage, right? Cause it energizes me, right? And I say every woman should have that for themselves, right? Um, so yeah, so th- that, those are my thoughts around that. We taking another pause for the Cause Transparency Talks podcast, baby. We keeping it in that ATL. This is Erica Dawson, one of my homegirls with Deserving. Lately I had to fall back. Lost myself at first, it was all bad. Finally escaped from my dark past. All that hurt and pain was holding me back. Ooh, all these different phases. So many trials and tribulations. Broken in different places In a different space No more work Cause I Protected. A different pattern, I'm ready for my best friend Authentic love, don't want a second guess it I fall, hope you're ready to catch me All these different phases So many trials and tribulations oh, Broken in different places In a different space, no more work cause I several ways you can tune in to Transparency Talks podcast, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Blaze One Radio in Atlanta, Squeaky Radio in Detroit, Glass FM in Nigeria, Soul City to Beat in Italy, London's Energy Radio in London, Rock Dan Radio in Canada, 
Soul Fusion Radio in South Africa, and Q-Mix Radio in Japan. You can listen in to any of the stations by going to ButterBeeRocka.com. That's B-U-T-T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A.com. Follow me on all social medias at Transparency Talks Podcast, also at ButterBeeRocka. And subscribe today to my YouTube channel at Transparency Talks Podcast. What beliefs could be limiting someone and how does one move past those beliefs? Yeah, yeah. So... I talk a lot with my clients about identity, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If if ever um, someone wants to uh, make a change, right? They want to make a change. Oftentimes people focus on behavior, right? They want to make a change. They focus on the behavior because our, you know, our our behavior can, can help make changes, but most of the time they're temporary. But if you're able to impact someone's identity, then everything changes. Right. The whole game changes when someone changes of how they see themselves, because if you're able to um, help people see themselves clearly, they'll they won't settle for less than what they deserve. Like certain things just won't be okay. Um, (laughs) You know, like even down to, let's say, for hotel hotel accommodations. Right. Once you start saying and you go to travel, like if you were my client and you're traveling, I'm going to put you up at the best place that I can. Right. You're going to stay in a really upscale accommodations right and once you start experiencing that and you know how people see you and you start to see yourself that way if if you go to someone else and they're handling your arrangements and they put you in a mediocre place even though you may say they they did the best that they could something inside you is going to be out of alignment because it's not who you are Mm -hmm. it's not how you show up in the world and it's not going to be as comfortable to you Um, and so if it's not something that you envision then um, it's going to feel out of alignment with who you are. So what, when we, when I'm working with my clients, I want to work with them and support them and really stepping into the highest possible version of themselves, mm-hmm. right? Um, because if they don't see themselves in that way, they'll shrink, they'll hide, they won't go for the promotion, they won't ask for the money that they really deserve, they'll sell themselves short. And we don't want that, right? So we don't want them buying into any limiting beliefs, you know, that don't really support them. And oftentimes I find that um, when clients come to me, they're undercharging. Mm -hmm. They have all this experience, like they're bringing to the table all this experience of what they can do and how they can help people, like really change their lives, change other people's lives. And they charge, they're like, oh, do you think I can charge this amount? I'm like, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Like, you're worth 10 times that. Right. So um, so identity is really, um, it's really important. So with your clients, what type of stories do people come to you about that makes them feel like they're stuck? Um, I think a lot of times that they, they can't see what's possible for themselves. Like they're, and I will say I was her. You know, I was her because when I was working at the job, I knew when it was time to leave. I had worked there for almost 15 years, but something your gut is calling you to something greater. Mm-hmm. But there was security in the job, right? I was able to pay my mortgage. I was able right. to pay my car note. And I was like, I was saying to myself, who else is going to pay me this? I've been here for 15 years at a good salary um, for the, the time and the age I was. And I thought, you know, yes, I have had a, a level of success here. I was nominated for general manager of the year. We were hotel of the year. We we're in the top 1% of all the portfolio. Mm-hmm. But I was still questioning, well, that's here. What if I go over there? I might not have that same level of success. So I had beliefs that were limiting me too. A lot of it was fear. Mm-hmm. And so when women come to me, you know, what we do, I do, I, I do this exercise with them. I call it the antidote for imposter syndrome. (laughs) And that is where I have them really look at the evidence in their lives. Mm -hmm. Instead of just focusing on the feeling, because the feeling of feeling inadequate, like, oh, I might not be good enough or comparing themselves to other people and all that. I I say to them, okay, so tell me a little bit about what you have done. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, well, I have a bachelor's degree. I have a master's degree. I have a PhD. You know, I've, I've, you know, I'm, I, I'm on the board of this and on the chair, I'm a chair of that. And, you know, I'm, and, and they start stacking things from every area of their life. It's not my, some may be education, 
but some may be, you know, their, their professional life. Some might be their wife and a mom. Some might be like, they start pulling all these things in. Mm-hmm. And I always say to my clients that, yes, some, your clients are hiring you for a job, but when you show up for your clients, you're not going to withhold anything from them. So you have many arrows in your quiver, right? You're going to, when they show up and they have a problem, you're going to say, even though they didn't hire you to do this job, they need support in this area, right? And all this experience that you've had over these years, you're bringing that to the table. And when they can see that, when they start stacking all these things and they see that, I'm like, you're the real deal. Like, there's no reason for you to shrink. They're like, wow, I never even thought of this. Like, I never looked at it in that way because people, a lot of people, especially women, don't normally, they keep it moving. They do the job, they get it done, they keep it moving. They look at other people, they encourage and inspire other people, Mm -hmm. but they don't always look at themselves in that way. Mm -hmm. So to have a moment and just look at yourself and look at all that you have done, all that you've overcome, all that you've accomplished, is not it's nothing for you to just step over and it has value mm-hmm. and so when they say say that and i'm like and then i say to them and you're investing high ticket top dollar for your education so why couldn't you command the same thing for your services right and at that point they're like they stand up a little taller <laughs> really good advice so you just talked a little bit about people being um undercharging and some of your clients feel like because they're stuck and they are just getting into becoming an entrepreneur and all this type of stuff they're not really asking for what they should be asking for why do you feel like like they do that i think because they just don't know what's possible i think they do it because they're comparing it to a job Mm -hmm. what you can make in a job so when i left my corporate job forever (laughs) to become a full-time entrepreneur. And that was in 2019. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, like everybody told me not to do it. They would say, you know, well, you know, save up more money. Right. Um, I didn't have a nest egg. They were like, save up more money. They're like, don't, you know, um, don't make a hasty decision. You got a good job. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. And so and I had a cousin who would talk me off the ledge. Like, I'm like, today's the day I'm driving and today's the day I'm going to give notice. And until one day I said to her, we're always looking at um, leaving a job from the perspective of what we can lose. Like, what if I can't pay my bills? What if I can't find another job quick enough? What if, what if, what if my business venture fails, right? And all those things are possibilities. But I said to her on this day, I said, but what if what's before us, what's in the future, what awaits me? is way bigger than where I'm I'm at right now. And Mm -hmm. what if every month I stay here, I'm losing money? What if I could be making way more, enjoying it, serving people I love and have more security for my family than I do right now? Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, I never thought about like that before. And that was the day that was my last day. That was the day you said, I quit. I'm out of here, I'm (laughs) out of here, right? And so it took me, I worked with a coach. I invested everything I had to get this thing going. Mm-hmm. And it took me like within, it was within 32 days, I made $46,000. Wow. 32 days, right? Now I had been taking on clients one at a time, like slowly mm-hmm. while I was working my full-time job. So I knew I had proof of concept. Like I knew my work worked, right? But I had never done it full time. And and yeah, like everybody else, I had the fear. You know, my husband looking at me with the side eye, like, you know, we need two incomes in this household, right? Um, I had the fear, like, what if it fails, right? Mm-hmm. But I had to focus on, not focus on what I, my current situation was, but what was possible. Like, I wouldn't keep having this pull, this dream, if there wasn't something there, right? Um, and so I just show people what's possible. And the coach that I had at the time was like, that's nothing. You'll make more than that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Well, at least I know if I can make 40, 46,000 in 32 days, I know that, you know, and I can make more and I can replace my income. So I knew that, but she was like, you know, you're going to make more than that. And, um, it was in November. I did a launch in November. It was just five days. And that was 60, that was like $61,500. This your girl, Butter B. Rocker, Transparency Talks Podcast, baby. Listen, this is one of my singles. Make sure you check out the music video. This is Strange Love featuring Homer Mack.
was over, but I see you couldn't see. My insane reality is that my love is so strange. But you know, that's how love goes. I said my love is so strange. But you know, that's how love goes. Girl, I, I'm sick and tired of playing those games. My pretty baby lady and I. Never claim to have any game, any game. Well, I do apologize for the lies in my eyes. You can see that I'm sincere, and I'm glad to have you here. Ain't going nowhere. Let me pamper. So, it, so what I share with, and I'm just sharing that because that's real. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's what's out there. And so, and there are people who to do way better than that, who do way better than that. And so what I said, what I say to my clients and people who come to me, who are afraid, who feel, or are having some of the same emotions that I have or feeling stuck. I say, I show them what's possible when it comes to their fees. Mm-hmm. I say, I show them, you know, that give them options. I teach in, in my workshop, in my free workshop, I teach different business models, right? So you can sell jewelry, you know, and take a piece of that profit. You can sell your books or you can leverage them in another way, or you can sell your consulting, your knowledge. You can leverage your knowledge and sell what you know and help people. Um, all of those models work. Anybody who comes to you and says, oh, this is the only way, this is the only way you can do it. That's not true. There right. are many different ways that people are just blowing things out of the water, mm-hmm. right? But what I want to do is I want to make sure that they can see what's possible because it wasn't until other people showed me what was possible that I even said, well, how do you charge that? Like in corporate America, we, you know, I work for somebody else. Yeah, you're making other people millions of dollars. Right. right. Millions. I was like, well, I, I have created like six million in a year. It wasn't didn't go into my pocket. Right. But I've done it before. Right. So what's that model look like? Right. And so when I'm talking to a prospective client or someone who's feeling stuck about pricing or undercharging, I show them what's out there. I'm like, your program, you're saying you want to charge $197 for your program. And what I know, because I know my clients, is that your program is worth like 10 grand. And there are people out there that are charging 30 grand for less than what your program is. Mm-hmm. They're like, really? And it's just because they don't know. They don't, they've, they, they're smart. They know their stuff in their industry that they come from. But they just never did this kind of work before. They were never an entrepreneur before. They never did it for themselves before. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, you're not new. You're not new. This this might this this understanding how to navigate the waters of entrepreneurship might be new. But uh, but you're like a beast in your past life. So don't forget what you bring. 
Right. Let's package that and then I'll show you how to do the other stuff and let's leverage it and not sell it cheap. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when people don't know what they have, they'll either give it away, they'll throw it away, or they'll sell it cheap. Mm-hmm. Now, as a brand specialist, what advice can you offer to someone to stand out amongst the crowd? Because it is kind of hard to jump out there, you know, in these fields when you're brand new. I mean, you, you're coming from a job, you're used to the paychecks and everything. Now you you want to be an author or you want to be whatever you want to be. You're trying to get out there. But there's a million people that's a speaker. There's a million people that's doing this. How do you stand out amongst the crowd? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. That is a great question. And that is, that's that's what really separates um, the iconic brands mm-hmm. from people who just blend in and compete on price. I always tell my clients that you, unless you want to attract more clients um, for a longer period of time, right? and you want them to buy more things for, from you, at a premium price, then if you want that, then you need branding, right? If you don't care, if that's not important to you, then you don't really need branding because you can just show up and be a me too brand and sell. And what if your cust if your if your um, competitor drops their rate, then you drop your rate, right? But if you don't want to do that, then you need to look at it differently. And what I always tell people is that don't focus on the thing, right? So don't focus your all your energy on the T-shirt that you're selling. Mm-hmm. It's not about the t-shirt, right? It's it's how does a t-shirt make that person feel? How do you connect to them on an emotional level? Mm. What is it about the t-shirt? Because it's, you know, there's Coke, there's Pepsi, right? <laughs> right? If you if the packaging wasn't there, it could be, you know, a, a, a local store brand. Right. right. But the value, the, the value of that packaging is very important. But it's not just what you see on the outside of the package. It's the meaning of the, what the brand stands for, right? So we take Nike, for example, and I sometimes will share in my workshops, I'll show an image mm-hmm. of an ad. It's just this little boy, this little brown boy standing on a deck like 17 feet up above the water in these little shorts. There's no logo. There's no shoe. There's nothing. Sometimes it'll say, like, find your greatness. Sometimes. And I'll ask the audience, what brand is this? There's no color palette. There's nothing. It's just an image that evokes an emotion. And there's always one or two people in the crowd that say, is that Nike? And I'll say, how did you know it was Nike? It wasn't an athlete that you know, just this little boy. And they're like, there's something about it that inspires me. There's something about what I'm seeing that tells me it's Nike. Now that's a really powerful brand. So what is it about you? Like, what is it about your listeners? What is it about their story, their meaning? Why did they go into business in the first place? Mm-hmm. That's where we start. That's where we start building from the inside out because that's really powerful. Just think about it. if you had two people who do the same thing and one just says, buy myself, buy myself, buy myself. And they look great on the outside. And the other person said, I was there. I worked a job for almost 30 years that I hated, but I did the work. And then somebody fired me, right? And I said to myself, I'm never going to be in this situation again. All my life, my corporate life, I climbed the corporate ladder and I I attached success to my identity, to who I was as a human being. And when that rug got snatched from underneath me, I didn't know who I was. Because when I would meet people, I would say, hi, how you doing? Of course, what's the first thing they say? What do you do? Right. And I was like, oh, I'm a hotel general manager. I work for these big brands. That was gone. And I was like, well, who am I without that? And I realized in that moment that it wasn't the job that makes you remarkable. Like it's something that you already have with you. And I, I tell every woman I ever speak to is that wherever you go, whatever you do, mm-hmm. you take your brilliance with you. So they, they can't take that away from you. Right. right. And why are you going to get other jobs if you want a job? You're going to attract other clients when you know who you are, mm-hmm. right? Because you take your brilliance with you. Yeah. And that's the kind of brand you want to build. I don't need no sympathy.
Come take a walk, come and build with me here. Pick a spot, now sit and watch how the hood's with me. We put in work, conversation at a minimum. I'm straightforward, no loose ends. Remember who? Stick to the script, blueprint of an architect. Strictly about business, that other step off with that. I'm cold hearted when it comes to my cash flow. I switch lanes and you ain't got good brain, that's my last. Terrible, ain't it? Fourth quarter flow so faded. I brush them off like I just finished painting. But young, the straight villains, they don't know how to chill. But can you tell the hungry who gotta search for his meals and that precious? We don't know about. Keep the sawed off in the couch. That's the thing I learned in the South. New Jersey birthed me. Atlanta adopted me. Internationally known, so ain't nobody stopping me. Treated like Monopoly and trap house your property. Bootleg your backyard and have the hood work for me. Mm, yeah. Bosses do what bosses do, feel me? Yeah, I never really cared for the bully type You cross me wrong, I show you with that bullet like Too many haters, too many envy, too many skill Too many fake, too many thinking it real See out here, you gotta watch who you deal with Cause anybody and everybody ain't who to chill with See Marvin Gaye used to tell us how to sex a woman Never did he elaborate on how to respect a woman I take it serious, point blank period, yeah I laugh and joke, but truthfully I ain't feeling it You lightweight fam, you don't understand my plan I'm trying the brand, my new sh- in Japan. You thinking locally, see everything I write is like poetry. Can't compare you to me at all. I'm poetry. Streets may tell you what you want, but I ain't hearing it. Everything that I learned, I learned off experience. Divine showed me how to hustle, no fear for it. Major move, making clear that you can see I'm living it. Uh. Subscribe today at YourBestLifestyles.com, a prescription for better health through an active lifestyle. This podcast highlights lifestyle-related diseases and chronic conditions that can stop or slow activities of daily living. Everything from human movement and performance, nutrient, joint pain, back pain, pre- and post-rehabilitation strategies, posture, flexibility, and more. Whether you're a competitive athlete or not, handicapped or disabled, we will highlight the benefits of great health and wellness with some of the top medical doctors, physical therapists, chiropractors, athletic trainers, dietitians, nutritionists, and other expert clinical professionals in their field to promote and advocate that everyone have a better quality of life. Subscribe today at yourbestlifestyles.com. Once again, that's yourbestlifestyles.com. And how important do you think it is um, for social media branding? Oh, so important. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, you have to, you got to be online. Even the big brands like Johnson & Johnson is a global billions and billions of dollar brand. And now they're trying to figure out how do I compete? You know, we need to compete more online because mm-hmm. online now, now the playing field is getting leveled. Yeah, it is. The playing field is getting leveled, right? You have a platform, you can reach people just like the bigger media companies can reach people, mm-hmm. right? And I, say, I always say that for, especially for women who are um, underpaid, undervalued, like now is the best time ever to build your brand online. Because all you need is a, a laptop or a computer or a phone and an internet connection. And then you bring your brilliance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you you now are in a level play of playing field. You know, if you have the clarity you need to really put yourself out there, you can create your own your own niche, your own media organization. Right. So I think it's just super important to have a presence online. Okay. So here at Transparency Talks Podcast, I mean, it's cool to talk about the accolades and all the accomplishments that we have accomplished. That's wonderful. 
and congratulations. But what I want to impress upon people is that, you know, it does take hard work and there are challenges that come along the way. What type of challenges did you face to get to becoming a full-time entrepreneur and getting your business up and running successfully? I would say, because a girlfriend of mine asked me the same thing, and I think she might have been a little surprised by what I said, but um, the biggest challenge that I had was really having my husband believe that I could do it. Mm -hmm. I think my husband doesn't come from an entrepreneurial family, and when I first started my business, I think the first year, maybe I made $997, right? And I got excited because I was like, a client hired me. For $997. And he's like, really? All that work? You made $997? And you want to leave your job? Like, really? <laughs> and then the next year, I think I made $12,000. And he was still giving me the side eye. Like, you put so much energy into this. And you're, get, you're bringing home peanuts from that. Right? Then mm -hmm. the next year was like $22,000. But all I could think about was... But it's growing and there's seeds everywhere and they're growing and it's happening. And maybe I only have, you know, one listener, right? I have one, one loyal listener, but then I have two listeners and people are looking at you like, really, you preparing all that, the whole episode for two listeners, right? right. But then they keep growing. I think the toughest part for me was to say, but can you see that it, there's growth? Can you see? You know, mm -hmm. now he's a supporter. He's like, oh, which, what, where are you going? Where are you going to speak today? <laughs> right? But initially it, it was heartbreaking because yeah. that's the people that you love the most. You want them to support you and believe that it's possible that you could build something. And so I would say to, to keep moving forward, even if nobody even believes that you can do it, um, just keep, keep, keep moving forward. And it might not be like your journey might not be like my journey, right? You might leave your job way faster than I, you might not have to put in 30 years, right? Or maybe COVID hit and this is the perfect opportunity for you to build, to write that book or to do something. But I would say, find a community, find a tribe that supports you and gets it, mm -hmm. right? Because for me, that was really heartbreaking not to have somebody who I really loved and who I knew loved me to look at me like, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. I understand that. Definitely. Okay. So you are also a speaker. Can you tell us about your first time speaking and your emotion, how emotionally you felt <laughs> being on that stage? <laughs> That's a great, great question. I will tell you every, every single time I speak, I get butterflies even coming come here time I sing. every time you sing every time i sing and i have sung in front of millions and millions of people on major oh. stages butterflies every time every time every time and so um so the first very first time i spoke i don't even know if i can remember the very first time i spoke but i know every single time before i knees knocking teeth chattering <laughs> Um, I get nervous, but I still do it, right? I still do it. I'm always excited afterwards. And usually after the first minute or so, I calm down. My nerves calm down. I'm, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I always get a little nervous. Okay. So what type of clients do you work with? Oh, I work for, I work with amazing, brilliant clients. Um, most of my clients are women. Most of them um, are really stepping into the next chapter of their lives. Like they've worked really hard their whole life mm -hmm. um, and they're ready to build something else. Um, many of them want, um, I, I've, I've talked to probably over since the last three years, I've probably talked to 500 women. Hmm. And of those 500 women, they all pretty much told me the same thing. And that was they either wanted to be their boss or they wanted to have more control. They really wanted to own themselves, right? right? They didn't want any cap on their earning potential, right? They didn't want somebody to dictate how much they can earn. They didn't want to have to fight knowing that the guy next to them was making more than them, but they were doing the work, right? Um, and they wanted to do work that mattered to them. Like they wanted to make a significant impact in the lives of other people, whether that be their families or their community or globally. They wanted to do, do something that was fulfilling and made a difference. So those are my clients. It's more um, of a psychographic and the way the person thinks 
um, and they're ready. When they come to me, they're ready. They, they, they're already smart and sharp and brilliant in their own right, but they never built a business online. They don't, don't know how to start building a brand. All they really know about branding is a logo and color, right? Um, so those are the clients who, who come to me. Um, and we have our a signature one-year program where we hold their hand and walk them through the process. So they go from coming in with, you know, leveraging what they know mm-hmm. to a whole process that we take them through. Um, and we do all the aesthetic things like the logos, the branding, the websites. We do press releases for them. We do all the stuff, but that's not where we start. We start on the inside. Okay. Okay. So your company offers speaking, coaching, personal development training. You also have a eight week brand intensive program. How does one book you? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, they can reach out to me. They can shoot me a DM. They can always reach me at my email address, which is Angela at Be Brilliant Movement. I know it's a long one. Um, BeBrilliantMovement.com. They can always reach me there. Um, I also have a free workshop that's coming up. It's a five-day free workshop. I think it is amazing. (laughs) Um, We have several people who take it multiple times because they always learn something new. Mm -hmm. But it really helps you see branding from a different perspective. It helps you understand why people buy and how to position yourself. Um, And it's called the Legacy Brand Workshop because we're all about building sustainable, timeless brands. And we really want them to have brands that they love, you know, where they can attract their ideal clients, they can enroll them and they can serve them. Mm-hmm. Called the Legacy Brand Workshop, and it's a five day and it's free and they can join that. Um, I'll share the link with you if you like. OK. Um, also say it out loud, too, so that everybody can write it down. OK. OK. So um, so I don't have the link memorized, but where they can go to get it is if they go to Facebook they want to look for the group called Embrace Your Brilliance, mm-hmm. Discover Your Freedom. Mm. Embrace Your Brilliance, Discover Your Freedom. Because that's what we're all about. Right. <laughs> we're all about. Now, when is this? It starts on January the 24th. It's five days and we're doing it at 8 p.m. I asked the, the ladies in my community when they want to have it. Um, I'm an early bird. I don't, <laughs> but they're like, no, nope, at night. We want you to do it at night. So it's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, it starts on January 24th, Monday, January 24th, and it's going to run for the whole week. So every night for an hour, we'll spend time together. They can ask me questions and we really go deep on branding. We also talk about those business models because building a legacy has to be have a financial component. So we also look at that and they get to choose, you know, what is going to support them in the best way. Okay. Well, you guys heard it firsthand about Legacy Brand Workshop. It is starting on Monday, the 20, you said 24th? Mm-hmm. 24th at 8 p.m. And we are talking to Miss Angela Durant, brand strategist, founder of Be Brilliant Movement and chief escape artist. I want to thank you so much for being a part of Transparency Talks podcast. I learned a whole lot. And I'm excited to have all of my listeners tune in. And if they have any questions, they now know how to reach you. Now, you gave them your email address. We we put your website online. And in regards to your DM, do they go to Angela Durant or do they go to Be Brilliant Movement to reach you? Yes, they can go to, for the DM, they can find me at Angela Durant or they can go straight to the group. If they go to the group, We'll let them in the group and they can also say that they were here. They can say that they're here. So we know. Um, But if they go to embrace your brilliance, discover your freedom, we'll let you into the group and all the trainings. There's a training I just did last night to tee up the workshop. It's free. They can consume that right away and then we'll get them registered. We'll make sure that they get registered for the five day free workshop, too. Okay. well, again, I would like to thank you so much for being a part of Transparency Talks podcast. And with that, everyone, we are out of here. Thank you for having me. We're going to close the show with one of my friends, Cece Sunchild, with being with you. I like being with you.
living with you And the fun things you do I like clowning with you Only you, me and you I like talking with you And you always pull me through I like talking to you I like it when